This is WSFI Spotlight, a conversation with Catholics living in the light. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of WSFI Spotlight. I'm Angela Tomlinson and we have two guests in the studio at WSFI and WNDZ. With me today is Patrick Shea. Patrick is from the Marion Center in Racine, Wisconsin. And also with him is Larry Jansen. And Larry was previously the, are you the founder of the Marion Center? Beginning it, right. And began it. So tell us a little bit about what the Marion Center is. My wife and I uh, uh, went to Medjugorje back in 1988. And then in 1989, we uh, organized a group of about 20 people from our parish and another 15 from an area, went to Medjugorje. And when we got home, uh, we decided we'd like to stay together, so we organized a, a prayer group that met once a week with a, with a priest who had gone to Medjugorje. And uh, during one of the meetings, one, somebody said, too bad we don't have a place that we can give information out to people about Medjugorje so they can find out about it. W- one of our uh, members, Deacon Eric, owned an uh, old schoolhouse that uh, had turned into an antique center. And he said, well, I've got an empty room on the second floor that you can use if you want. We got some materials from Bob Michigori and had a place where people could come. As people came in, they would say, uh, do you have any place we could buy a rosary or or crucifixes or anything around here? And uh, so we thought, well, maybe we should have some of those things. So there was a, a religious store in Racine that was going out of business. A lady was elderly, and, and uh, so we went to see her, and we ended up purchasing a lot of her inventory, and she gave us time to pay for it. Of course, the bill, the, our room was free, and there's no utilities there, and then we had to pay, and so we had no overhead. Uh, we had volunteers that were, were coming in to take care of the place. So we, uh, over, we were there for 10 years, and we were able to build up quite an inventory and had quite a nice business going. And then uh, he sold the business, and... Uh, and the new owner wanted us to pay rent, and one of our volunteers knew about a building in Racine that uh, she knew about a building that was available. So we went and looked at it and said, yeah, this would be a good, a good location. So we moved there in, or in the year 2000, and we were there. Like I said, we had to start paying rent, of course, so we had to pay our utilities, and so, but we were at the point where we could afford to do that. So we were there for 20 years, you know, full-blown store going. And then uh, my wife had passed away, and she had to was doing a lot of the ordering and I was getting older and our volunteers were all getting older so we thought well and and with a competition with the internet and maybe we should just close up. Pat came in one that time and we just started talking about it and he ended up buying a business so because now it's his story. (laughs) And Patrick you were saying you were just shopping. You never expected to walk out with the whole business. Tell us what happened. My wife and I used to take communion at the shut-ins and we took the communion to the hospital and so forth. We did that for uh, two or three years, but then COVID-19 set in and we weren't able to do that any longer. We often stopped at Marion Center with Larry there uh, to buy the rosaries and the holy cards that a lot of people forget to take that type of thing to the hospital. We heard that he had a sale going on and uh, so we went over there to take a look at the sale and to buy some things and hoping that COVID-19 would be done with. When we went into the building, there were signs on the door that said 70% off and going out of business. So when I went into the store, we asked the lady that was in there, I, I, we were under the impression that it was a, the nuns had it. Because of the name, we had suggested that maybe it was the nuns that had it. And she said, no, no. She said, uh, 
she told us about Larry and uh, the group that he had had been with and how they started. And she said, if you want, I'll give him a call. I said, well, that's fine. We can, I'd be happy to talk to him. So I talked to him for a couple minutes and he said, well, uh, if you come in Saturday, he said, I'll, I'll show you around the place. We only went in there for the sake of buying the materials that we were gonna buy, <laughs> you know. And But when we walked in the front door, all of the signs that had said 70% off and uh, going out of business were gone. Larry started talking about it, and we talked to him about the fact that they had been in business for almost 30 years, and we were looking for a ministry. So we walked out of the building with the, with the keys in our hands, and we all of a sudden we were owners of the business instead of just <laughs> buyers. For and that was what the, what the situation was. We started out, uh, we closed the store for about 30 days, and we redid some cleaning and some uh, remodeling. Uh, he had done an awful good job of selling most of his merchandise, so we had to reorder a lot of merchandise, that, uh, reorganizing and so forth, because uh, my wife and I had been in sales and marketing for quite a while, so we had some other ideas, and, uh, and most of what he had done was fantastic. We uh, just set it up the way we kind of wanted to see it set up. Then mm -hmm. we, we started out, we opened up about 30 days later, and put out some advertising and so far, so we've gone continually from there then. Tell us some of the things that you carry in your store. Oh, we carry probably more than we could ever <laughs> put down, but uh, we carry a lot of uh, statues. We have an entire wall and a half of uh, crosses, beautiful pictures, portraits. Uh, we have indoor and outdoor statues. We have a wide variety of Bibles of different manufacturers, uh, simply because so many people have a favorite Bible, and so we try to maintain as many as we can. And a lot of the uh, well-known authors and so forth. We've also taken on a complete line of uh, DVD programs from people like uh, Brant Pitrie, who is a, a doctorate in Old and New Testament, Scott Hahn, J. Bishop Barron, even with some of the Bishop Fulton J. Sheen, which has been my favorite for quite some time. And he's looking over your shoulder right now, he's Patrick. Over there my he is. Shoulders. He's, he's been a blessing for a long yeah. time. Uh, I didn't used to think that, but uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, my parents were always listening to him. <laughs> and I wasn't too thrilled about that, but I did develop a very yeah. big interest in him. The whole world stopped to listen. They were saying uh, that the, even yeah. the bar rooms, they yeah. were glad <laughs> people weren't in the bars. They were he, listening he was, to Fulton he was, number, he was number one on the TV for a while. So. Oh, yeah. 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 Against, they put him on, was it Milton Berle? Or yeah. who was the yeah, opposite yeah, of yeah. Milton Berle, I yeah. think. And he outproduced him. He outproduced him. Yeah. And they, they, he yeah. was a token. They yeah. said, oh, he's not, you know, they just did it because they had to do it to FCC purposes or something. They didn't expect it to go anywhere. Yeah. Right, right. Must have been that angel of his. His angel was always cleaning his board <laughs> and uh, getting straight. <laughs> Could, no, you, could, you, could you imagine something like that being on TV in, or nowadays? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. What do you think would happen to him? Well, just the way he was against the communists. Yeah, he yeah. was kind of a prophet, wasn't he? Well, you know, one of the things about him is that uh, he was back in the 50s, but some of his programs are as if they were here today. That yeah. He was talking about things that are very, very real going on today. Do you carry his things in your store? We do carry his things. We, uh, we're in a process now of uh, starting a Bible study program. We're going to include uh, Brent Pitry, who is a doctorate in Old and New Testament, Dr. Scott Hahn, which is uh, speaks pretty much for himself, mm -hmm. uh, Bishop Barron, which is, he's become very, very, he's kind of like an old, a new Fulton J. Sheen. 
And then we're going to also be carrying Fulton J. Sheen and several of the things that he he recorded. And we're going to have a lot of people that uh, when we have the programs, we'll have like a half hour for watching the program and a half hour for discussing the program. And primarily we're doing that because there's so many people that want to have a Bible study. They want to have an understanding of their faith. And there's a lot of questions that are going on nowadays as to exactly what uh, they should believe and what they are believing. And the Bible is a very good source of information. Well, I think it's great, too, to be in a live group with people so you're building holy friends. Right. That and the fact that so it, we have a, a program where Larry and I are involved uh, at St. Lucy's. And uh, the, the nice thing about that is we have 30 or 40 guys that are showing up and you have 30 or 40 opinions and 30 or 40 <laughs> questions and there's yeah. a lot of a lot of growth that can happen. A lot of good discussion. Yeah. A lot yeah. of good discussions. Yes. And tell us what time you meet. At, this is the shocker for me. Tell, yes. tell us what time that, that well, group meets. Well, we meet at 6.30 for a rosary mm-hmm. and then 7 to 8 for, to discuss yeah. the readings for the weekend and... Uh, and we have the Holy Mass but after this is that. But is this the morning, 6.30 in the morning? Yeah, 6.30 yeah. in the morning, yeah. Saturday, Saturday morning. A.M. To, to get 30 or more guys there every Saturday morning, is, it's amazing. But it's they, a miracle. They, yeah. Yeah. But uh, once you come, you don't want to miss it. That's right. Uh, yeah. so we take turns holding each other's eyes open so that you can stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> How many years have you been doing that? Well, it's, uh, we, well, it's been... I don't know, it's got to be 15 years probably. It started with a small group, I think half a dozen, and it got to be a dozen. We said, well, we got 12, the 12 apostles, and then <laughs> yeah. and then it just kept growing and over time. And now, you know, every once in a while, a new person comes in, and uh, yeah. so... Uh, well, I'm one of the new persons. We, we've only newbie? been there for about four years now. <laughs> four so, years, uh, you're a newbie. Yeah. So you're taking that now, so instead of having to get up and be there at 6.30 on a Saturday, your group is going to be on weekdays, is that our, correct? Our, our whole idea was that because of the time frame that a lot of people can't work, can't come there because they're working, uh, so we want to pro- provide the uh, programming on Tuesdays, from 4.15 to 5.15, and on Thursdays from 5.15 to 6.15, and we're going to have them right at the store. And we figured we can probably house about 15 or more people at a time for each of the groups. And what we'll do is we'll have a half-hour session of talking and a half-hour session for watching. So what are some of the topics, Patrick? Oh, we got some fantastic topics. we got the Eucharist. Beautiful. And the, how the Eucharist uh, developed and what the meaning of the Eucharist is. And, you know, that's a, such an important subject because there's so many people that don't understand the Eucharist. In what way? Oh, many of them uh, don't even believe in the Eucharist, unfortunately. Our own Catholics that don't believe in the Eucharist. Uh, and that's the center of our faith. That's the, the topic that, that uh, represents everything else we believe in. And uh, so... That's one of the things that we've got. Uh, Bishop Barron talks about the Eucharist, and uh, Scott Hahn talks about the Eucharist, and Brent Pittry, uh has some excellent programs on the Eucharist. So we're going to be covering all of that uh, over a period of time. We're going to have uh, uh, a general understanding of where the Eucharist came from, why the Eucharist is important, and uh, you know the the concept of a lot of people have the idea that. The Old Testament is the Old Testament, the New Testament is what we're concerned about. But they don't realize that the Old Testament is the foundation in which the New Testament was built. 
And a lot of what we believe in as Catholics came from the Old Testament, from the Jewish traditions. So that's the important thing that we want to relate to people. And there's just so many other things like the sacraments, seven sacraments, and what they represent in baptism and why that's important. And all of the other things that uh, that our Lord taught and keep people informed with actually what the Bible actually says and not, uh, there's so much going on now that uh, people get very confused. They get, some people get very frightened. We have people come in the store every day that uh, they find, we encourage them to talk about their faith. And, that, and that was one of the nice side benefits of the store was that yes. the people would just come in and talk, they'd spend sometimes an hour, yeah. just, they'd talk about their life and you could, you know, you could yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, help them with a lot many times. And, right, and, and that's, were, you know, and they got so used to doing that with, with, uh, yeah. with, <laughs> with Larry and his group that it was almost like we had to continue that because it was a very blessed thing for, you know, and people would come in and say that they, they always had that opportunity to talk to uh, openly about their faith, and we encouraged that. Yeah, you know. that's and, something you can't do on Amazon when you order. You go on Amazon, yeah, you, you know. look for a book, and you buy yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we have the, the pleasant music that we play, and, and people, I have people that come in there just to listen to the music and to just, to feel, they feel a very camaraderie between uh, what's there and what, uh, you know, just the surroundings. It doesn't have to be a, we don't have to talk about anything. We have one lady that comes uh, in from the Milwaukee area, and she and her, her husband wanders around the store, and she just sits there and listens to the music. How beautiful. Yeah, so, yeah people like just sometimes just like to look around and spend, spend time just looking at everything, and yeah, and yeah. just uh, it was it was yeah, it was just a good environment for people to come in and spend time. Well, it's it almost you, like an escape. It's yeah. almost like an escape because we're so busy and there's so much noise and so much coming at us. Right. So and, yeah, you're like and, the queen of peace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And peace. People come in. When I had a lady come in one day and she said, "Can I ask you for a favor?" I said, "Yeah." She said, "Would you come? Would you pray with me?" So we went over in the corner of the store, away from everybody, and we we prayed together. I had a lady, a young girl. She was in her twenties. She came in one day and she said. Uh, I would like to look at your rosaries. And she said, I'm not Catholic. I said, well, it's unusual that you'd want to look at my rosaries if you're not. Well, she said, I have a friend of mine that says the rosary all the time, and she says it makes her feel so good. So she said, I would like to get a rosary. So we gave her a free rosary and, her, and a book that she could read about the rosary. And uh, about a year later, she came back to the St. Lucie Festival just this last year. And she's married, and she has a child, and she's Catholic. Wow. And her husband's thinking about being a Catholic, and we gave the baby a free rosary. And uh, she talked to the guys at the, besides us, the other ones that were next to us, the Catholic Knights, and, uh, uh, and she was just bubbling over with joy. You know, and I've had so many experiences, and it really makes you feel good, doesn't yeah, it, Larry? Yeah, yeah. It really makes you feel like you're yeah, accomplishing something. Yeah, we used to give things away to people that you know they couldn't afford it, or they, yeah, right. or just to get them started in, in the right track. Right. Uh, yeah. We have that policy, and again, like that's where we get it from. Is the wonderful things he used to do. Uh, we don't, any child that comes in the store that doesn't have a rosary, we give them a rosary. Well, we also would have uh, Protestant people come in that maybe they're going to a wedding or something and they wanted to buy a, a gift for a Catholic person and they needed 
some advice on what to buy. Yeah, true. You could, you could yeah. show them things that. What are some of the gifts that you could get for a wedding? Well, gift? crucifixes are very popular. Crucifix, that's what my mother gave yeah. me. Yeah, and then Bibles. Uh, and yeah. Uh, special, some special Bibles for weddings. Right, right, special and, uh, Bibles and, and uh, uh, knick-knack type things. We also have a complete, now we, we started this out as a, as a thought that we'd try. Uh, we, somebody introduced us to music boxes, okay? So we started music boxes, and we bought one or two music boxes. And then what I would do is uh, the music boxes are designed so you can take the filler out and put your own personal thing in there. So I started designing personal things that I could put in there for people, like if they want to put their name on it or they want to put this is for my granddaughter or whatever it is like that. Oh. Well, we're up to now 40 or 50 at a time that we, we order. And uh, people are buying them for all types of occasions, and they're putting spiritual things. They don't put, we don't, I don't make any that are not spiritual. And we do that free if, when they buy the unit. And they really become popular. They've yeah. Been, uh, for a almost great every idea. occasion. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so what kind of music do they play? Oh, just it's all different types of music. If it's a child one, they play. Uh, Lullaby, or yeah. uh, what some of those other children's. Uh, my kids are real old now, so. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, but they they play all uh, uh, on the wings of what is that? Uh, uh, the wings of a, what is that song? That's uh, the one that says "You Raise You Up on, a, uh, you raise Eagle's you up wings. on That was my mother. I should have remembered yeah. that. It's a beautiful that's song. Beautiful. That was Mark Forrest. Eagle's yeah. wings. Yeah, Eagle's Forrest. wings. Eagle's yeah. wings. Yeah. Yeah, that was my mother's favorite song. That she had, we played that at her funeral. Um, but uh, that's another thing. Now, now some people are beginning to uh, to come in and ask us to to do. See, we do laminating, we do uh, printing, we do uh, uh, designing, and so people are coming in and they're asking me for uh, like. You want to say some funeral homes are getting a little bit expensive on things they do, so people yes, will come indeed. in and they'll say, uh, "Can you make me such and such a thing for my child?" I'll put it there, the picture of the child on the card, and I'll put a prayer or something like that. So we've done that several times. So it's a customized prayer card it's for the a, funeral, right? Just for the funeral. Beautiful. And then we have like the the music boxes. That a lot of the Spanish are doing for the children when they come of age. You know, it's, it's a popular gift for young 16-year-old girls or 15 sure. or whatever they are. You know. so You're so creative. You're very creative. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, He's doing a lot more than what we did in that area. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, a lot of the ideas, yeah. that, I mean, they built the foundation of this. All we're doing is yeah. adding to what they did. But it was, uh, it was a good place for people to have first communions or confirmations. yes. Uh, yes. Weddings, those special events, so that's yeah. what people were coming in looking for for yeah. gifts. Uh, yeah, and see, if you have a good reputation to start with, you have you got something to, heavy to build on. You know, if, if there was a lousy reputation, then you have a bad reputation to deal with. But in our case, we had an excellent reputation. Uh, the uh, only uh, thing I discovered was there was one lady he had that worked for him that used to lock the door. <laughs> Not let yeah. anybody in like she knew yeah, she, was, yeah, she, she didn't like being there by herself sometimes. And so. She locked the door and people couldn't come in? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, they had, well, they had, a, they had a knock on the door. She'd see, see who's at the door before. Yeah. Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Did you ever think when you were doing this, Larry, that this would turn out the way it did? 
from that little well, group that was a no, prayer no group. Way. It became much more than we ever thought. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. started with that small, small classroom that we were in, and yeah. but you know, people found uh, you know like uh, shelving and uh, desks and uh, counters and uh, uh, whatever we needed. It just showed up, you know. Blessed we, Mother sent them to you. Yeah, we didn't have to. You know, most of the stuff we didn't have to buy. Yeah, and then it was. Uh, I remember there was a, a Protestant store that was going out of business, and we went to to see what they had, and we were able to buy uh, some of their fixtures. In fact, they almost gave it to, uh, gave it to us just to <laughs> you know, just to uh, get a move it out of there. So, yeah. so that's how we you know. So we had you know, we just grew with that much expense, and uh, everything went into buying inventory, and uh, and we had good volunteers. We had sometimes we had. Know, 15 or even 20 volunteers. That's amazing. They'd, they'd come in and work. Uh, we had three-hour shifts from uh, 10 to 1 and 1 to uh, 4 as we were open from 10 to 4. And there were occasionally and, people that I would, we'd go in there and one lady, she didn't know how to run the register, so I had to show her uh, how to run the register to buy yeah, the Yeah, it took a while for someone to learn, yeah. <laughs> That's, oh, how beautiful is but, this, but, though? Yeah. It's but a family. They were, all, they were also, uh, also good. I mean, they... they they developed the reports or you know this someone had their favorite people and yeah and how how do you, you ever hear of a business that runs for 30 years on volunteers no that's unbelievable yeah. i couldn't believe that when he told yeah, me nobody that. nobody ever got paid out of, out nope. of it the 30 years yeah, yeah. No, that was, yeah. and then my wife was a a buyer for um um, um hallmark hallmark she uh, that in fact I thought she was rich when she when I first met her because she said she had a million dollar budget. So I thought, <laughs> well, I better hang on to her. And then yeah. I found out it wasn't her money. Wasn't her money? Uh, but that's the hilarious. advantage we had with that was that uh, a lot of the Hallmark stores when they went out of business, uh, we went in and bought their uh, their glass shelving and all that sort of thing, and so we more or less kind of modernized the store a little bit more, and. Uh, uh, a lot of people like that. A lot of people tell us how beautiful the stories, but she's pretty much an expert in what they're doing there because that's what she did for a living for 30 years. So she worked in retail. She worked in retail. And what did you and do prior to this? Prior, I was on in sales. I was run, sales. running the road for 25 years. Whoa. So, uh, yeah, I did a lot of that. Yeah, of you know, when we had volunteers that had special gifts too. We had one that... Yeah. Knew how to how to display and you know, make things. You know. Yeah. We had one that took care of the greeting cards, made sure that we had what we needed, and so they had, some of them took over certain parts of the uh, specialty. Yeah, specialties. Tasks, and, yeah. Uh, so it was. Yeah, and we had we've had some people that now that uh, have brought in. I don't want to call it consignment, but people that have brought things in. We have a sister that a nun that brings in some beautiful boxes that she makes, and we. We offer those. We don't charge anything for them. She, whatever we make from them, she takes. What but, kind of boxes? Well, they're like a, a, like a size of a rotary box, and they're very well detailed. They're gorgeous little boxes. Um, I forget her name now. If did you did you ever have her a no, sister, no. a nun that she makes, you know, different sizes, and then she also makes these rosaries that smell like roses or. Flower, they're, they're oh yes, like the Carmelites. Yeah, yeah I used yeah. to do that with the roses. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, and the rosary smells like, yes. Right. Yeah. Then I have a young man that came in one day, and he was in his twenties, and he said, uh, "We we were we had a lot of rosary beads." Okay. And this young man came in with his girlfriend, and he said, 
he wanted to know if he could buy some beads. And I said, well, yeah. They, he said, I make rosaries. And he said, can I show you a couple? Well, he had made one that had uh, all four decades of the rosary. In other words, wow. each one is five decades, so he had 20 decades of the rosary on that one rosary. Wow. And uh, so I said, well, I'll give you the beads, but you have to make me some of the 20 rosaries, 21 decades. So he brought me six of those, but he's a very, and he only takes an hour to do each one of them. So this oh. is the kind of things that we have it's magnificent. for magnificent. Yeah. Especially mm -hmm. around Christmas. I hope everyone goes to your store. You know, mm -hmm. on Christmas, you're always looking for, mm -hmm. for something beautiful mm -hmm. to put under the tree or memorable that will right. help that person's life. Right. This is a good time to shop at your right. store. And the thing, the nice thing about it is that you, you know, nowadays you have to pay to return things to other, to the, um, the ones on the internet. And you don't have to pay to return anything to us, and you get a chance to touch them and feel them and smell them and and listen to the music, music and uh, and we're always very cheerful. We we get that also from you know we we have tried to tie into things that were very well received for him, for Larry and his group because that if they were successful for thirty years, we'd be fools not to use their their talents and so forth to, to the best extent that we can. But, uh, also, the, uh, we would have people bringing in uh, uh, used books or, or materials that maybe their, their parents passed away and didn't know what to do with it, that's yeah. crucifixes or yeah. rosaries and that type of thing. Right. So we we would package them up and uh, yeah. and uh, give, give them over some missions. We took a yeah. lot of things out to, uh, there's a Franciscan mission just outside of Burlington, yeah. and we yeah. take take some things out there so they could you know, send these materials to right. somewhere. How beautiful is that? And we've yeah. we've continued that. We've taken uh, we've taken anything anybody brings us. If it's necessary to clean it or fix it, we do it. We take that home and re I've repainted statues and things of that sort. And then uh, we give them away free to people. And one day I had a customer call me and he said, do you take books? And I said, yeah, we take books. Well, I've got some books I want to bring in. I said, fine, bring them in. So he brought me eight boxes of books, 25 in each box. So I had eight times 25 in each box. So I had to take those and I went through them all. We donated some to, we called St. Catherine's and they said, yeah, we'd love to have them for a library. So we gave them some of them. We called uh, uh, St. Vincent de Paul and they would love to have some of them. And then the other ones we gave out to the churches. So, uh, you know, it, there's nothing that people have in religious things that other people can't use. You know, the name Marion Center is so perfect for what you do. Mm -hmm. If you had called it the bookstore, it's yeah. not just a bookstore. No, no, it is no. the center of Our Lady's heart. Right, right. That, was, that was the whole purpose of the beginning because it, I said it started through Medjugorje. There you go. They were promoting yeah. Mary. Mary. And, uh, and, 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 well, there were... You know, many Marian centers around the country for for years, yeah, but yeah. you know, over time, many of them have closed. I know Milwaukee had a big center. They did have one, and yeah. that's go that's yeah. gone. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know about the one in Chicago. If that's the operating, Chicago had a big center. Yeah, I, I, I haven't heard about that and, uh, one. But, uh, yeah. Well, we can't let that happen here. It sounds like you're yeah. thriving, Patrick. Yeah. Well, it sounds hoping, like yeah. the, you know, yeah. God always, is blessing your work. Yeah, it's yeah. a struggle. You know, it's yes. always a struggle because you've always got the the uh, internet t 
type things. Yeah, that are, that's that, a big competition. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. a big competition. But it's especially, a worthwhile struggle because I think you have a different mission than the internet yeah. has. Well, we don't do, you? and you know, we don't. My wife and I have never uh, looked at it like a job. Or no, no, you just, you just love going there. Yeah, yeah you look, for, we, look it's forward to ministry. Yeah. And as far as that we're concerned, we don't take anything out of it. The store has to produce its own. Uh, we don't take any money out of it for an income. We, we it's just, an apostolate. Yes, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a ministry, and that's the way you treated yeah, it too, yeah, Larry. Yeah, was, was was just, like, just a providing a service for the, oh, right. for the community. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to. Patrick Shea of the Marion Center in Racine, Wisconsin, and its original founder, Larry Jansen. And we're coming up at the top of the half hour, gentlemen. Is there anything that you'd like to say before we close out? Okay, well, the store is located in Racine, Wisconsin at 3724 21st Street. We have a, a the, the building isn't so great on the outside because we don't own that, but the in, inside, it's very beautiful. And Larry, what would you say? Why should someone come well, by? Well, you might want to give the phone number. The phone number is 262-634-1208. It was great. I can't wait. I'm going to have to have my husband take me up. I don't know if is Salute still there, that beautiful Italian restaurant. Salute is downtown routine. You, you just stop at Wells Brothers Pizza. There's yeah. a top, oh, one of the top pizza places in the area. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. My husband can go eat pizza and I'll shop. There you go. Thank you so much. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Larry. God bless you both. Thank you. Thank you. This has been WSFI Spotlight. For more information on this or any other program, email info at wsfiradio.org.